0: Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I are ready to roll through all the signings that have occurred in the last uh, 24 hours, but even a few slightly before that. Uh, some some pretty big shifts in uh, in power throughout the league as free agents find their new home. Justin, welcome to uh, Overtime Hockey Talk. Free agent friends no we can't do free agent frenzy that's someone else's right like what do we call this thing um do we have a good name
1: i told you i told you to come up with a name
0: (laughs) (laughs) does it have to rhyme with overtime yes yes and hockey rover (gasps) rover rhyme pocky hawk day this is terrible. This is going down a yeah, horrible. Yeah, let's, let's move on. let's move on. Just stab that one, edit it out. But I won't because I'm too lazy. And uh, let's just. All right, we're gonna go back to July 11th because uh, maybe a couple, maybe maybe some of our listeners, you know, there's just a there's so many signings. I think right now, uh, cap friendly has it at. 102 signings right now. Total contract years, 228 million, uh, 228, and then uh, 732 million in contract dollars. That's not including Nazem Kadri and Johnny Gaudreau at this point. So there's a lot to get to. Um, on July 11th, on that Monday, a couple big re signings. Valerie Nachushkin, eight years, 6.125 million a year. I, I'll, I'll say this talking about the contracts rather than like 8 million or eight years 49 million and getting to the cap it we we can all we'll all just say eight years at 6.125 and we'll just leave it at that and that that'll be the the way that we we talk this through so we can just avoid having to say millions of numbers as we're we're chugging through this so uh Nichushkin signs eight years 6.125 a year um, and R- Ricard Raquel, another big signing. I did not expect uh, for him necessarily to re-sign in Pittsburgh, but six years, five million bucks a year. Uh, what's uh, what? What do you think of of both of those re-signings? Any any thoughts?
1: Man, so I'll be quick. The Val Natchuzcan deal. Um, this one worries me a little bit, uh, mostly because I mean, listen, he was underwhelming in Dallas. He came out his first year. Uh, 34 points in 80, you know, 79 games. So he looked like he had some promise there. Um, didn't really develop the way that I think they had hoped he would develop. Um, but I will say he never really. It seems like his minutes were always going down year after year in Dallas, and then he finally leaves, goes to Colorado. He looks like okay, cool. He could be a, a decent third line player. And then uh, this year just explodes with 25 goals, 52 points, and 62 games, and and playing upwards of 19 minutes a night. So clearly. Colorado has, you know, an idea that this guy's going to be a winger in their top six for years to come, and they're certainly paying him for it. So, I, I like the idea of getting him re-signed. I just don't like the term.
0: Sure, don't uh, like the term. Had, no.
1: Yeah, if no. they had done two, maybe three years at this price point, I would have said, okay, cool. You know what? That won't really bite them in the even ass four, if he doesn't work out.
0: Even four, it would have been. Sure. but Eight years for Nichushkin. Uh I think a year ago, if you told me that. Val Nechushkin was going to get over six million a year for eight years. I would have thought that he scored forty goals. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't love the deal, but I also I I guess I get it. Like, no, you know what? I don't. This is what I don't get. Why? Why are you trying to keep him at this price point when you could have kept Nazem Kadri probably around this price point? Uh, that's that I guess is, is where you, you know, you look at it. I get, he's, he is a little bit younger, but he's not a center. He's a winger. Now
1: I wonder if this is Joe Sackick or their new GM that, that, uh, had his hands in this one, you know, because, I um,
0: mean I think that Joe Sackick is making the calls here. Well, that I, I'm sure he
1: still is. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. no doubt about it, but I think this screams a little desperation, right? Like, Hey, we're worried we're going to probably lose Nazem Kadri. uh, you know, so we, we got to keep what we have to kind of keep the band together. And, uh, you know, gosh, it almost seemed like they were a little desperate to overpay just to keep them. So,
0: yes. And and the, the GM that we're referring to, Chris McFarlane, was promoted uh, from being an AGM, uh, which he has been since 2015 for the Avalanche. He's actually been an AGM since 2007 with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So he has been an assistant general manager uh, for the last 15 years and uh, before that, he was the Blue Jackets director of hockey operations. So basically a general manager, uh, which in, in that case, if you consider that, he's been a, some kind of higher up in management for over 20 years. Uh, so this guy's coming in with lots of experience. And, and I think that this was this was something that was known was going to happen eventually. They didn't want to lose him. His contract was up. And rather than letting him go somewhere else, Joe Sackick, promotes himself and, and slides McFarlane in as the GM, which, hey, Sackick's like, I mean, hey, I won a cup, so uh, I already proved that I was the best GM in the league, so now I'm going to just go and, and I guess, watch someone else do it. Well, he probably just gets to do the more fun parts, and he's having McFarlane do the things that he doesn't want to do anymore, maybe a little more traveling than what Sackick wants to do. Who knows?
1: Yeah, but uh, Ricard Ricaldo I like the deal. I think it's a good cap hit. I'm sure they wanted to bring the cap hit down because of signing Letang and Malkin and getting everybody under where they needed to be. And so they probably had to tack on a couple more years for this guy. And I mean, honestly, 41 points, he looked like he fit in pretty well in that top six and gives flexibility, uh, you know, especially since, you know, Pittsburgh's losing, uh, you know, they're they're losing a little bit of depth in their bottom in their middle six. So uh, fits in nice and I, I don't hate it, but uh, you know, maybe they might regret regret the last year or two of that, but I think I did, it's okay I, for now.
0: I just don't know. Five million bucks for a guy who's who's like ba- barely I mean his career high fifty one points. I don't think we're gonna see that again. Uh, like this is a guy who's putting up forty points. Well, he had 69 oh, sorry, sixty nine. Yeah, yeah.
1: But still I, I still think he's a fifty point guy playing with Malkin or Crosby. And uh, even at that type of production, I mean, it's still worth it at 5 million bucks. So
0: and we'll see how often he plays with Malkin with uh, the way that Malkin always seems to get hurt. But uh, <laughs> the, I mean, I, I also understand, hey, he's somebody who's who, he obviously fit the culture. They obviously like him. You know, they traded for him and, and now they're deciding to keep him. Uh, they're bringing back Malkin. They're bringing back Crosby and Latang. We know that. And. Now this is I think just just a situation who cares about 6 years from now no one because the penguins will be bad at some point you know eventually you're going to get Malkin Crosby Latang as very aging veterans who hey still good players but maybe they're not now good enough to uh, to not only not seek out a championship but they're going to need some better pieces around them to even get them to the playoffs you don't care about 6 years from now you care about next season that's all you're playing for next season and maybe like maybe the next 3 years is what you're looking at there's your window after 3 more years your window is likely very much shut for the Pittsburgh penguins so who cares about the future right now and you can deal with that when when you have to and uh, at that point you know, who knows even what the league looks like in six years. A $5 million deal might look like what a $3.5 million deal looks like now in terms of cap percentage.
1: Yeah, apparently uh, the cap's going to shoot way up in the next two years. So all right,
0: right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we already saw record-setting uh, revenues this season. It's going to happen again next year. Uh, ESPN and TNT are going to take hockey to new, new heights, and that's just... Uh, that's going to make more money. Uh, speaking of the Pittsburgh Penguins, also, I mean, said it, Evgeny Malkin resigns. This one was a little crazy because just the day before, I was hearing like guys like Brian Lawton talking about how this whole thing fell apart and why it fell apart and why Malkin was going to be gone. And that was kind of the assumption was, I mean, what it got out that uh, he had texted guys on the team that the Penguins didn't want him anymore. Uh, like, just. True theater, I guess, from uh, the Malkin camp, just trying to trying to get stuff out there so the Penguins give him that fourth year. I think is what that came down to.
1: Yeah, Crosby got on the jet and said, "You know what? Hey, yep. um, you're coming back, buddy." Yeah, uh, and really, I mean, I'm sure he just walked into management and was just like, "Bro, come on, bro, bro." It's and Malkin. Like he,
0: he's he's going right. to be in the freaking Hall of Fame, and he'll right. hang his jersey from the from the rafters. And if you screw him right now. It just doesn't make any sense. But I also yeah. get it. He's 35 years old. So all four of these years, there's a potential... Like, if he retires, there's that massive cap recapture penalties and all that stuff that you have to pay. So I think
1: more than anything, they're worried about just him staying healthy, right? right? I mean, that's right. the concern.
0: But at, at, at a 6.1 cap hit, that's for what he can do when he is healthy, it's fantastic. I mean, it's the yes. fact that Malkin's making six and Raquel Raquel's making five like he he obviously he's he knew he took a pay cut because he I'll say he took a haircut because he he needed to because of his injuries
1: right so he gets that extra year right so they can yeah. squeeze him in there
0: exactly okay uh starting off free agency uh the official free agency day those were all re-signings uh Evander Kane, I guess, I mean, he it's another re-signing, but uh, he does re-sign with the Edmonton Oilers, barring uh, like an arbitration case for uh, his contract with the San Jose Sharks. There is still a chance that Evander Kane becomes the San Jose Shark again, which would be so funny. <laughs> so funny. I, hope, I just hope it happens because it would be so funny. If someone goes, no, 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 they shouldn't have been able to get rid of him at all. He's got he's to go back to the Sharks. <laughs> that would be fantastic.
1: Oh, my gosh, wouldn't that? And then not only that, but then, you know, he's got a higher cap hit, so that comes right. back into effect. And then if you're the Sharks, too, it's like, oh, guess what? Now you went from playing with McDavid and Sidle to playing with Logan Couture and, yep. and nobody. So sorry.
0: I, my guess is that in that case, they will find some kind of settlement. You know, yes. but the Sharks are going to pay. They're going to end up giving him money for what they did. Like, I, I think it's going to be found that, Hey, you probably shouldn't have been allowed to do this, but we've all moved on. Pay, pay the guy a few million bucks and we're going to move on. Like, I, I think that's probably what'll end up happening. Um, that comes from absolutely no legal expertise. at all. That <laughs> uh, just as my, my hunch. Um, one more re signing that I love Josh Manson, four years, 4.5 million a year. That is a great cap hit for Josh Manson. I love this deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't love it, but I like it. Um, you know, he wasn't as good as he maybe was in in Anaheim, right? I think you know his play has slipped as far as the offensive side of it goes. Um, and look, his minutes are down. Obviously, he's not playing as many minutes. Hey, eight uh, points
0: and twenty games in the playoffs. He had a great playoff.
1: Yeah, I mean, his playoffs weren't bad. I, I didn't hate it, and I thought his production was pretty good. But, um, you know, again, 17 minutes. He's mostly playing, um, you know, on that, that second pairing. Again, I, I think, you know, if you can go out and win with Jack Johnson, I don't care who you have on that, you know, that bottom three as far as your defense is concerned. So, um, listen, I, I, I don't know if they needed to spend this money. But, again, I like the deal because it's he's still a quality defenseman, and I think Colorado's going to look, uh, you know, very – solid on that back end still with him there
0: yeah very true uh, i i mean i obviously colorado's trying to keep everybody that they can they also re-sign uh, uh i can't i can't find the the exact term uh in this moment they re-sign him and they re-sign uh darren helm one year 1.25 L- uh, Lekin in five years at four and a half million bucks uh i i like that deal because i think that leckanen still has some ability to be placed in a better offensive scenario i mean he had nine points in 16 games six points or six goals through 16 games for the Astros. i mean that's that's a 25 goal score which is which would far outpace his best season which is actually his rookie year where he had 18 goals he hasn't scored more than thirteen. well okay sorry he scored 19 this year uh in total but I mean, if you can get 20 goals from uh, Arturi Lekin in a year over those uh, five years for $4.5 million, I think that's a great re signing. And he fits so well uh, in that third line role where he's just causing so much mayhem. I mean, he does more than just score. Um, but the fortunate thing is that he can now score. <laughs> he's actually contributing offensively as well uh, as, you know, kind of just mixing things up and being somebody who can throw hits and, uh, and isn't afraid to get into those those dirty areas
1: yeah he's going to be a, a great two-way player that they're going to continue to have on their third line listen he he had a great playoff too i think he had what 14 points in 20 games so um and know, by he the way he, with,
0: and, and he's the stanley cup he's the stanley cup winning goal to his credit
1: that's very true yeah i mean he had some timely goals for sure so i think again this is this is a good signing you can put him in your middle six anywhere and he's going to thrive, so and he probably can play get a up. few more minutes. You know, if yes. you have
0: injuries, you have no problem with him, like who he's going to end up playing alongside. You know, maybe he gets to play alongside McKinnon or Rantanen or Landis Cog or, you know, whoever else. Uh, we don't know yet really who they're kind of pinning to be that second-line center. Uh, I guess probably as of, as as of right point, now, you're, you're, talk- <laughs> yeah, you're talking Rantanen. But I don't know that they want to have him have to play in that spot. No, no, I of course know not. Know that but. that's your ideal, um, which they they still have a little, like maybe a little wiggle room. They've got about four point six million in cap space left, so that's enough to go out and you know still make a, a little bit of a splash. But I mean, go
1: get one of them Strom brothers,
0: and that you know that what it what an appealing place to go. Hey, you can come and and check out what we did for Nazem Kadri. Come sign a one-year, $1 million deal and leave and go sign a $5 million deal somewhere else, a five-times-five deal because of what, what you did with us on our second line. I mean, that's just the reality of it is that they may be able to draw on one of those guys uh, to be able to. Well,
1: not for a million bucks. Maybe but. not a million dollars, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. at, a,
0: at, a, at a cheaper price point than he would go and, sure. and grab somewhere
1: else. Yeah, go cash in. Like Dylan Strom, right? You didn't get qualified. Come in here. Which is Unbelievable. You know, yeah, it is. It's it's crazy to me. Like if I'm 24 years old, if I'm Chicago, I'm keeping him.
0: I but. mean, I, I get, I get that uh, with uh, in terms of Ryan Strom, I get you know the Rangers hate hey, I mean, they're they're going to lose him there, but uh, and they sign Vincent Trocheck, which is we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Chicago makes no sense. Why wouldn't you no. match him and then just trade him? Even if you traded but, him for a fourth round pick, who cares? I, right. Although I guess. My guess has to be that they tried,
1: right? Well, I would assume they did try, but maybe someone was like, yeah, you know what, we're good. If we don't want to give you anything, we're going to wait. Because they know at that point they're not going to right. qualify him. So they're like, well, just wait till he comes free, and we'll try to sign him.
0: Yeah, but then you have to try to sign him, whereas the other way you can just match his offer, and then you, you know, he becomes a part of your team.
1: But yeah, maybe nobody liked what they'd have to qualify Yeah, what
0: they have that, to qualify so. him, Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay, I guess... Uh, Let's let's do the Vincent Trocek deal. Uh, 39 point, well, sorry, seven years, 5.625 million per. Uh, do you like this deal for Trocek?
1: I like the cap hit. I do not like the term. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Trocek is a is a good two-way centerman. Uh, I think he still has a lot to give on both sides of the puck. Now, the thing is, so when I look at what Ryan Strom was in New York, right, Ryan Strom was, um, a guy that was quiet behind the scenes, scenes did all the little things right, going in the corner. Trocheck to me is a dart where he is straight at the net, likes to have the puck on his stick, and so that's going to cause problems from my like I what I would think would cause problems with a guy like Panarin who likes to have the stick on his puck. Well, as well. I don't think he's going to play with Panarin. Puck. Well, I I mean Zbenejad ideally well. you're going to put Trocheck in the second second line, and you're still going to keep Kreider with Zabinajad, so you got to put Panarin with somebody else, and that's Trocheck, right? So. Mm uh Trocheck and Panarin both like to have the puck on their stick as much as possible so we'll see how that works out right so maybe you do have to ask Panarin to move to the right wing and or then, i mean or, or maybe
0: you're you're you are hoping that Trocheck can return to that 30 goal season i mean remember he we had, had 31 goals right. in 1718 and since then he is uh I, I mean 21 goals not a bad season this this last year um but and i, I know he's he has also had some injury issues and uh a fifty-one point guy. He's—I mean—he's an easy fifty-point player every year. And yeah,
1: hate the term, but what I will say, I do love uh, the fact that they got a guy who is really, really good at face-offs because that was where they yes. really struggled yeah. in the playoffs.
0: That killed them in their own zone. Yeah, killed them in their own zone. Uh, yeah, the New York Rangers needed needed to do something about that center position and. Uh, I guess uh, basically Strom for Trocek and uh, I'll, I'll give I mean I don't think that's a massive upgrade but I do consider it an upgrade uh, especially offensively Strom, Strom is a decent defensive centerman uh, so with Trocek you get a little bit more offense there and I, I think that that'll help them and uh, they also bring in Yaroslav Halak a one year 1.55 and Louis Domingue two years at 775k uh, so kind of getting their uh goaltenders in a i mean they've got i guess one two one two three there with shesterkin after trading away uh georgiev so they're they'll be set in goaltending i love it um i think that's it for the rangers so far uh let's let's we'll sh- stroll back to the beginning uh here of the day Claude Giroux. It ends up happening. Claude Giroux goes to Ottawa, signs a three-year deal, 6.5 mil per, and uh, he goes home. And this has to be my favorite deal of the day, I think. Because favorite, eh? okay. I Because lo- I just love, as much as I don't like the idea of the fact that the Leafs are going to have to play against uh, this much improved Ottawa team, I like when guys go back home. I think it's a, It's cool. You know, it just is like, okay, cool. This guy wants to go back. Uh, I get, he's he's like, he's not like Joe Thornton at 39 going and signing with the Leafs. Like, yeah, I've got, you know, I'm going to go back and see if I can help win a cup. No, if you wanted to do that, you should have signed with them five years sooner uh, to try and help them win a cup. You know, it, it was too little too late. And Thornton just didn't have the, the impact offensively that uh, I, I think he would have several years earlier but at this point in drew's career i mean he's a point per game player this is a great signing for ottawa and he's in a position to really have a a a huge impact on so many young forwards uh who just have not had great success in the league yet in terms of you know making the playoffs any playoff success and i think even though drew doesn't have a cup i think he just he's got all the tools and all the all that experience to be able to share with those players and that's like good good experience and you're still good you know it's not like the marlow or the thornton where it's like well you're not really that good anymore uh but thanks for being here and like you know taking the kids out to lunch i guess but (laughs)
1: like
0: Giroux is a guy he's gonna play in their top six and he's gonna be darn good
1: yeah yeah he'll still continue to produce i mean he He's got the IQ, and he's playing with some really, really good players. I mean, Alex DeBrincat, Kachuk, Drake Batherson. There's plenty of guys. Now, the one question I will ask you about this signing: Does Connor Brown give up his number twenty-eight to Giroux?
0: I think Connor Brown's going to get traded.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll see. Not All right. not because well, of
0: the number thing, but I think that Connor Brown is going to get moved. I, no, I, 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 I really I, do. I, th- I think that in terms of like where he fits into that lineup now. Um, I I wonder if he's he's the one that has to go.
1: Well, I will say I think it's it's a good thing if they do move him because they need to bring they need to free up a little bit of cap space. I think uh, I would like to see them make a big push for a, a you know a big defenseman, and so maybe Connor Brown is that trade ship right to try to facilitate that sort of move.
0: Yeah, I mean they still have fifteen million dollars in cap space, which that's that's uh cap space. That doesn't mean that they actually will spend, spend. fifteen million dollars yes. more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love the Cam Talbot trade. I, I mean, after all the drama that happened with him, you just knew that it was. It, it's funny. I think we knew that Talbot was going to need to be traded before Bill Guerin realized it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. How, you know, and Bill Guerin came out and said, eh, you know, after I thought about it, I realized that I, I didn't want to have this be a thing. Like, I didn't want to have this, this hurt our team by this looming over our head. That like there was obvious tension between." Uh, Talbot and Flurry, basically on Talbot's side, and I was like, "What do you mean? It took you how many days to realize this?" Because I think we all realized it at the trade deadline, right? <laughs> and then when you went and re-signed Flurry, I knew it was over. I knew Talbot would be gone. I mean, I like the idea of the two of them being a tandem, but it sure felt like Ooh, I don't know. How is this going to work? Like, and Talbot, this he doesn't have that many years left, right? Like he's 35 years old. I get like, he's kind of in that, like, I'm not trying to put him in the same category as Tim Thomas, but that like, you know, he, he hasn't played a ton of games early in his career. he's 35, but he also was, was playing backup quite a bit. Uh, He became a starter and then he became a backup again. Like he doesn't maybe have all the wear and tear that uh, some other goaltenders do at 35
1: Yeah, he's only played more than 50 games three times, so... But
0: still, you're 35 as a goaltender. It's likely that you're not going to be in a position to be a starter, at least like a 1, like maybe a 1A, 1B, maybe a 1B kind of of deal, but to be an actual starter, um, I I think he probably doesn't have much time left. So... uh, is he going to have competition from Anton Forsberg? Absolutely. And I know that the Senators love Anton Forsberg, and he actually really likes being in Ottawa. Uh, I think he's going to be given every opportunity to succeed. But there's a much more reasonable path to being the starting goaltender in Ottawa for Talbot than there was in Minnesota, where it was all but assured that Fleury was going to be given a much longer leash than than Talbot.
1: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But I,
0: I do, I do like the move by Ottawa. I think Ottawa has had a fantastic offseason, bringing in to Brinket. Uh, just that they're they're going to be a good team. Uh, other than that defensive side, you know, it depends on how good Jake Sanderson maybe can be. Uh, I I still wonder are they going to unload Eric Brandstrom and use that to kind of parlay themselves uh, a defenseman either in free agency or by trade. Uh, if they can find you know find that defenseman who's maybe a little further along than Branstrom, and include Branstrom in a deal with picks or something like that to um, to be able to bring a defenseman in, but
1: yeah, hey, I, go back to San Jose and see if Carlson wants to come back home, right? <laughs> hey, that I'm sure they'd eat some salary for him. Yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, they'd have to eat half, and and I don't even know right. if that'd be enough for Ottawa's blood. <laughs> I might be too rich for Ottawa. Um, yeah, I'll
1: give you
0: that. <laughs> you know, at this point, i i don't I don't think that uh, that he's he's going to do it. But at this point, wouldn't you just love to see John Klingberg in a Senators jersey? Now
1: that would be now, fun. Senators
0: kind of like I. I really something that I'm enjoying about this offseason is you've got these teams that last year they were legitimately bad teams. I mean, Ottawa was a bad team. Yes, they have a lot of young players. Don't get me wrong. I know they have got talent coming. They were not a good team, and they're very clearly making themselves better. It, it like They are trying to make the playoffs 100%, and, and I love these moves. The same thing goes for the Detroit Red Wings, who they have been a bad team, and what do they do on this free agency day? They go out and they sign Andrew Kopp to a five-year 5.625 per deal. They... They go and they sign Dominic Kubelik, who I think is an underrated goal scorer. Two years, 2.5. David frickin' Perron, two years, 4.75. I was shocked that Peron was willing to leave St.
1: Louis. Well, they just couldn't afford him. <laughs> so
0: I, I would have thought that he would have just tried to take a little bit less. I,
1: well, he, but, wanted, he wanted term, and they just obviously couldn't give it to him because they have all these – young guys, they had to give extensions to, yeah. I mean, they gave Robert Thomas an eight times, eight point something extension. So, uh, and then they gave Nick Letty a four million, four dollar four year deal. So they don't have money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, I mean, he was, he just was so good for them all last season. I love what Detroit's done here. Uh, they bring in three solid wingers. I, I, I think there's a chance that cop will play center for Detroit. Most likely he'll be that second line center. I mean, they essentially just brought in a second line, Cop, Perron, yeah. and Kubalik. There you go. You,
1: you very well could. And the great thing is, is at two point five, right? Kubalik can play on your third line uh, without the expectation of having to produce as a second line guy. Like maybe a guy like Andrew Cop or Perron might have to at this point with there. their cap it. So yeah. if Kubelik works out, right, you move him up. You can move, and not only that too, but now looking at what Eiserman has, he's got a, a like a just a bevy of forwards. Um, so it wouldn't shock me now if they have to move a guy like Sadina out, but, um, I'll tell you what, with, with all these defensemen, they signed, um, you know, Olimata, um, Ben Sherratt, right. I'm, I'm not so, not so keen on the Ben Sherratt signing, at least from the term, right. I don't mind two years at, at 4.7, right. And hopes that he's that, that guy from Montreal in the playoffs, right. And not necessarily the guy who was in Florida last year, but, um, you know, Hey, one, the the one thing that. Detroit needed to address on their back end was size and defense. And Eisman went out and yep. did, that with, they did that with all these guys here.
0: Yep. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, he brought in a full, full line. That's basically what he did. full line, front end, defense and offense. Uh,
1: Not to mention, he addressed the goaltending situation right. at the draft, too. So, right. man, yeah. hopefully, I mean, they shoot, they might as well move the arches from St. Louis over here. They got Sunquist <laughs> last year, Fabry. Yeah. They've got who? So they've got... Very true. David Perron, I mean half of St. Louis's team is playing in Detroit now. So.
0: And and what I see with this team, the the beautiful thing is I think long term on a Stanley Cup winning team, I think Andrew Cops a third line center. I think Dylan Larkin's a second line center. And I think that once you can you know, now they've got they're they're starting to build this uh kind of everything down below. And once they can, you know, maybe it's not that they're going to go and and actually get a number, a quote unquote, pure number one superstar at the center position. Uh, But maybe it means that they're going to have three 1B, 2A kind of centermen, which they I would say that they have two of those right now. They've got two 1B, 2A type of centermen. Like, I don't want Andrew Kopp as my number one center, but do I mind him as my as a, as a, you know, 1A, 1B kind of center? No, not at all. I, I think it's a, a huge improvement on, a, like, a Pius Suter, who was kind of their, their second-line center last year. And, you know, you get a full year of Jacob Verano, who I think a lot of people have just kind of forgotten about uh, because of his injuries. And he, he didn't, you know, he didn't really have uh, much to show last year. He scored 13 goals in 26 games. He had, a, he had a really nice year for not playing very much. Uh, I mean, if you get that same kind of production next year with a healthy Verona, you're talking about 40 goals. And yep. if they can get a 30-goal scorer out of, of Verona, suddenly this top six is as good as anyone's top six in, in this division outside of Florida, Tampa, and Toronto. I, I yeah. That, and that's... That's uh, and, and you know what? And the, their bottom six actually may be better than, uh, than Toronto's at this point because of the depth (laughs) that they've been able to acquire. Uh, they don't have the high end. They don't have the high end guys like a Matthew or a Marner, uh, or, or maybe even Tavares. If you want to put Tavares, I would put Tavares and Larkin kind of in the same breath at this point, uh, in terms of production. Sure, Sure. I put them, I put them very similar, uh, but yeah well, hopefully
1: Larkin's extension he doesn't want Tavares money so
0: he's going to get he's going to get something but not definitely not Tavares money you know
1: Yeah, uh, i think you'll get between 8 and 9 million but in I, eight I years
0: yep yep i would say that's that's about right i mean you're looking at uh you're probably out there you're waiting to see what some of these other guys get in free agency you're probably waiting to see what you know Goudreau, i know he's kind of in a league of his own but at the same time you're looking because he's going to kind of be the the peak, you know. No one's going to get more than him in free agency right now, and uh, you know. Maybe well, Robert
1: th- Thomas is a good example. I mean, you just look what he got, and he only put up one decent season, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean,
0: eight and a half million bucks.
1: Yep. So uh,
0: you also have uh, Pierre luc Dubois, who's an RFA. I think you're really going to be I like Pierre luc Dubois and Dylan Larkin. I'm looking at Larkin and saying I'd rather have Larkin. Uh, oh, absolutely! And so, whatever Pierre Pl Dubois gets, you're probably tacking on an extra five hundred thousand to a million a year, uh, and and definitely we're going to we're going to eight years for him. Uh, you might even look to Nazim Cadre at, at what kind of AAV. Maybe I don't think Kadri's is going to get seven years on the open market at a thirty-one year old, but I do think he's probably going to get five. So, oh. yeah, that's fair. Which you know, by the time you're listening to this. You might already know, uh, but he has not signed yet. Uh, any any other thoughts about the Red Wings before we we kind of move on? We'll, we'll talk uh, goaltending here in Toronto. Cause that's the <laughs> next. That's the next big thing.
1: Let's go, baby.
0: Okay. Uh, the Leafs they go they go out trade for Matt Murray. Uh, Matt Murray third round pick and the seventh round pick for future considerations. So we'll see what the the future holds. Uh, for those considerations. I did hear a story uh, about future considerations that I just had to share. Crap, I don't remember the guy's name, but somebody in like the 80s was traded for future considerations. And do you know what the future considerations ended up being in that deal, Justin?
1: A six-packer?
0: The same guy who was traded. The same guy? They traded him back. (laughs) And that's how they said. They said, "Yeah, this is the future considerations." Was this guy?
1: <laughs>
0: so he was traded, literally traded for himself. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so he, uh, so Matt Murray goes to the Leafs, uh, and and Ottawa holds twenty five percent of his salary. So he's at what, like four point eight million or something, some some number around there. Uh, I'm gonna look at it. Four point six eight seven five is uh, is what Matt Murray will his cap hit will count against the Leafs and then they go out and they sign recently not re-signed by the the Washington Capitals uh not qualified Ilya Samsonov one year 1.8 million dollar deal. Uh your thoughts. I'm going to get your thoughts here first as the I know you're going to be pessimistic about this deal. And then, uh, you know, I'll find a way to spin it for my own brain so that I can feel better about it going into the season. (laughs) So when I look at. Make me make me feel like make me feel like talk to me reasonably here.
1: (laughs) Reasonably. okay. so let's just roll it back a little bit. And remember that at one point they had a guy named Frederick Anderson who was stopping. 6,000 shots a season, okay? Yep, yep. okay, I remember that. Uh, you know, yeah, Toronto's improved a little bit, but then they just, you know, then they had this year where they have Freddie Anderson and Jack Campbell in the net sharing together, and it's like, oh, great, this is lovely. But you know what, Jack Campbell could potentially be a starter here, and Freddie Anderson's do a new deal, but he's probably going to be a little expensive. So you and know, he, And he had all the
0: groin injuries, which, hey, he right. had another groin injury this year.
1: Absolutely, understandable, right? So let's move on, right? We're not going to talk about Matt Murray's injuries, but anyways... Um, so we can talk they, about them. so they decide you know what let's go with Peter Morazic from Carolina who had a pretty decent playoff and, and regular season there I mean his his tenure there was again injury mold but still had decent numbers when healthy so let's go with Peter Morazic let's go with Jack Campbell give him a chance to be a starter right I love Jack Campbell I think he's a quality goaltender now again he has consistency issues but when when he's on his game he's you know he, he could be top 15 top 10 in this league um, but again, that's when he's on his game.
0: How many guys um, is that the case when they're on their game? They could be a top oh, sure. 15 goalie. You know, that's like all the that's, I mean, anyone that's playing in the NHL when they're on top of their game, they're a top 10 goaltender.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say if every goaltender was at the top of their game, right. Putting up their best numbers, I would, you know, Jack Campbell would fall in the top 10 or 15 for me in that, in that area. Okay. So, um, but anyways, I digress. So then they go with Jack Campbell, Peter Mrazek, and then, you know what? They decide, you know What? Jack yeah, Campbell wants some term, but we don't like term. We don't. We don't want to give out term here. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to get rid of you. We're going to let you go somewhere else for five times five, uh, which I'm sure they Goes they probably Edmonton, had a, yeah, yeah, yeah they knew. I'm sure they probably had a similar number in mind to you know that Campbell came to them with and said hey this is what I'm looking for because again you know Dubas came out and said it was all about term with this deal yep, yep. Not they resigned.
0: offered him three years two point seven five early in the season according to that was like Elliot Friedman said that and. Sure. Uh, you're, you're assuming that Jack Campbell, I'm sure, came back and said five times five. And then they said, absolutely not. You're a 30-year-old goaltender. We're not giving you a five-year deal at $5 million. Who, and you haven't won a playoff series ever.
1: I'm sure right. that's it, part of it. It's understandable where Toronto's thinking was was coming from, right? you know, you got a guy who was up and down, wasn't really that consistent this season, and had some injury problems, right? So, of course, you don't want to invest long-term in a guy like that. I totally get it. But when you go from Freddie Anderson... To Freddie and and Campbell, to Campbell and Morazic, down to Murray and Samsonov, two guys that weren't even wanted by their own teams, not just because of, you know, Murray was all about money, right? They didn't still want to pay him, but he just couldn't put up the numbers. And Samsonov didn't even get a qualifying offer because he just wasn't good. Now, luckily for Toronto, I will say, Samsonov can come in with a chip on his shoulder. He's still 25. He's still kind of developing.
0: And a one-year so deal. Can, I mean, who cares? You right. can You can.
1: Well, do he's anything. He's an RFA, so he's still cost-controlled, right? Right. So you can still bring him back uh, if you want to again. And I think he's still capable of potentially being a 30-game, you know, 1B goaltender, sure. right? You could sure. still have something there. And I would feel comfortable with that. But the Matt Murray thing, uh, I mean, literally, there are so many other options out there now. Again, I'm not sure how many other are there. So many many other options. I would have felt more comfortable going to San Jose and be like, "Hey, I know you got three goaltenders here. Uh, We'll take any of them. Literally, any of them over Matt Murray. I would just." I don't know because
0: Matt Murray's underlying numbers were pretty good, and when you uh, when you consider, I know, I know, there's the the injury issues he's had the last few years. He's he's still young. He's won two Stanley Cups as the starting goaltender. I mean there is still there's still something there, potentially. Like out of anyone you could have gotten, there are no other goalies with two Stanley Cups. There's no denying that. Well, uh, of course not. Justin, who's the last goaltender to beat Vasilevsky in a game seven?
1: Oh yeah, it was Matt Murray. <laughs> <laughs> right. Five
0: years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I know the history there with Matt Murray, and I know there, there's still that potential, right, where you could have a guy who can uh, come in and maybe get back to close to form or whatever. Uh, but for me, like, I look at a guy like Aiden Hill, for example, right? He played on terrible Arizona teams. Yeah, but you'd up, have to
0: give up something for him, right? Like, that's the other oh, side absolutely. of it. You gotta, you'd actually have to trade something. And, and right, yeah I, yeah, I don't think yeah, absolutely. that you... I don't think you look at Aiden Hill and say there's a guy that's going to help us win in the playoffs because he's no. Done it I don't with, think, never.
1: No, I don't think he's a guy that is going to take over a series. But but again, Colorado did it without having a guy who took over a series sure. either, right? He came in and just won them games, right? And that's really essentially.
0: I mean, they even had proven, Pavel who is come in and win them a series,
1: right? <laughs> So if you're Toronto, maybe you look at that because this is a copycat league. Maybe you come in and say, you know what? Hey, we just need a guy who can step in yeah. and win us games. We don't need somebody who can, you know. And again, I, for me, the concern is necessarily it's just the amount of money, right? I, I, if maybe he'd come in around two, two and a half, whatever, right, then maybe that's a little bit more palatable. But the fact that you gave up, you know, I mean, essentially you're paying Matt Murray about three and a half hundred thousand dollars less than what Jack Campbell got. Right, that that kind of makes it hard to swallow. For three last years, the term is the big thing.
0: And here, here is this is this is my prediction here. Now, okay, Samsonov, do do we agree that Samsonov still has some potential to be a number one goalie of a team that doesn't really need a a a superstar goaltender?
1: I won't say number one, but I will say he can be a one B somewhere.
0: So, so he, but he could start in the playoffs, and he could be okay. I
1: mean, he was fill in.
0: he had a 912 save percentage in 5 playoff games this year for for a bad Capitals team. He played very well in the playoffs. So, I mean, he he could still step in like a Darcy Kemper. He could step in and he could be decent enough in the playoffs to he win. He could be
1: like a Pavel Francouz to me is what okay. I see this, okay. this guy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh So you have him and if Matt Murray gets hurt again, do you know what's going to happen to him? LTIR for the rest of the deal. And then you have that cap space to go out and you can go and acquire a goaltender. They're still in a position to, if Matt Murray doesn't work out, if everything what everyone fears will happen with Matt Murray does in fact happen, then you put him on LTIR and you can go out and you can acquire another goaltender uh, during the offseason, right? Like there are. Plenty of of guys that are gonna come up in the next season that are you know that are gonna be free agents. Uh, goaltending wise, you've got Jonathan Quick, Semyon Varlamov, Ben. Well, Ben Bishop's gone. That's Frederick Frederick Anderson. you you're not gonna bring him back. But you could trade for Cam Talbot. You you've got all sorts of guys. I mean, Tristan Jari is gonna be a UFA. Uh, Nedeljkovic is gonna be a, no, you want Nedeljkovic, but. Uh, there's enough guys to where there is the potential that you could go out and you could sign someone else uh, or yeah, trade for someone else if it doesn't work out. Like, and that, I think, is what they're counting on is, all right, if he doesn't work out, chances are it's because he's injured. And we will we will talk him into being on LTIR.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for me, I would have liked to have seen them You know, again, if they're not going to go out and spend money on a quality starter, right? Somebody who, again, right now is looked at as a quality starter, okay? Um, I I think I would have rather them have saved a couple bucks, try to find somebody a little bit cheaper and use that money. Because, listen, I think you mentioned it a little earlier that the the big issue with Toronto is their bottom six, right? Go out and get yourself a guy, maybe at a third-line center spot who can, or maybe on the wing, who can really help you. Uh, as far as that, you know, two way game is concerned. Right. And so you could go out and gosh, I mean, I don't even know off the top of my head, but, um, you know, maybe you go out and find like, uh, gosh, uh, try to bring in, you know, an, uh, a Nino needle rider, Evan Rodriguez, somebody like that. Um, granted, I don't know if they could probably afford them, but, um, you know, oh, maybe even a Paul Stasny, right? There's a name. You could bring him in on your third line, maybe at like 3 million bucks. Because he's, you know, he's looking for a one-year deal. I'm sure you could get him in there on the Chiefs saying, "Hey, you want a chance to win a cup? Here it is." Sure. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, know. and that's and that is kind of what the Leafs have done each and every year. You know, they're going out and they're trying to pull a guy in. Now, uh, here's one. Here's one interest. One real fascinating uh, potential potential little deal here. Now, what if uh, let's say, you know who are, who are we looking at that we might say? Hey, maybe this this player could uh, could sign in Toronto cheap, one year, one mil. How about PK Suban?
1: Oh, didn't I mention him last year? I absolutely would be okay with that.
0: One year, uh, one mil in Toronto. I mean, he he would uh, he'd be coming home. Uh, he would maybe he's just playing alongside Giordano uh, on that on that bottom pairing or or play, playing with Sandine or. I don't know, there's there's not a whole lot of room in the Leafs uh, on the right side unless they trade Justin Hall, who I think would be an easy deal. You could trade Justin Hall, no problem. Uh, but
1: yeah, and the, what about, I mean, what about Brett Howden, too? I mean, go out and get him, or um, gosh, I mean, who whom else could they bring in super cheap? Uh, Sam Steele, right? Both these guys didn't yeah, get Yeah, didn't get qualified, offers.
0: yeah. Guys that uh, other teams didn't want. I mean, you got to think there's a reason why those teams, I guess, didn't want them. But
1: uh, yeah, I'm sure their I'm sure their phones will get called at some point. But sure. go out and get them now. Why they're still available? Brett Howden. I mean, he's a guy who can play some two way minutes. I mean, he he played pretty good in a limited time with with Vegas. I like his production. And
0: yeah, I wish I, I I do wish that Phil Kessel would come back for a little swan song. That would be kind of fun. Um, that would be nice. To be honest, there I mean, there are still a lot of players out there. Uh, that that can be had, maybe maybe not necessarily on the absolute cheap, but in a sense, you know, you could bring somebody in who, uh, uh, like we talked about, like a Dylan Strome, uh, Tyler who,
1: Mott, There's a good, I mean, there's a guy who would play a great two way game for you in your bottom six.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's still plenty more to happen here in free agency uh, for for the Leafs, but also other teams. I mean, you know, Calgary's going to have a buttload of money. Uh now that Johnny Goudreau, it it is all but confirmed <laughs> that he is not going to re-sign in Calgary. I know there's there's the outside chance maybe, but uh it sure doesn't look like it because the general manager came out, Brad Tree Living said, No, we don't he we don't expect that he's gonna sign here now. Uh you know, he's he's gonna leave because of his family and that's and that's totally fair. Like how are you gonna be mad at a guy because he wants to go live somewhere closer to his family. That just is what it is and uh they offered him 8 years over 10 million bucks a year no one's going to be able to to give him that i don't think in free agency at this point so he's going to no. go somewhere where uh he's closer to home and that's that's worth the money that he's not going to make so uh th- it'll be interesting to see what happens there cuz then a lot of uh a lot of you know a lot of other things will kind of fall into place once him and kadri sign which obviously They're taking a little longer because there's a lot of teams that are probably trying to talk to them. And remember that week of free agent talking beforehand is gone. So uh, sometimes those big deals do take a little bit longer when you're when you're maybe courting a few different teams to kind of try and figure out where you want to go.
1: Yeah, with with Goudreau, I'm hearing it's down between the Islanders and Devils. I've heard Columbus's name in there. That they're trying to throw their hat in the ring. No way, uh, not a chance. Yeah, well, with, not I don't, unless they're going to give him thirteen million a
0: year and uh,
1: <laughs> right, right. You know, but, uh, seventy-two Kadri,
0: virgins that'd be the only right.
1: Way. Kadri's doing it. I mean, he's meeting with teams and and doing interviews, much like Brad yep. Richards. I yep. don't know if you remember that yep Apple drama, but yep. Uh, I suspect right now the reason Kadri probably hasn't signed is uh Philly's trying to offload JVR's contract somewhere so they can bring him in so yeah, we'll see what happens with that.
0: And and I mean I think somebody like that would be willing to wait. Um we'll uh we'll, we'll continue going through uh other free agent signings on our our next show as as more pour in. I know we we haven't gotten to every single one um unfortunately my parents are in town and I have to go make brinner. So uh Ooh. yeah yeah got to make the the old pancakes, bacon, sausage, hash browns all that good stuff. Um, So I don't want to keep them waiting. Uh, But one signing I loved, Nemesnikov back to Tampa Bay. One year, $2.5 million. Love this deal. Nemesnikov had a great resurgence last year for the Detroit Red Wings, and and he was so good for Tampa back when uh, he was traded by the Lightning to the Senators, uh, or to the Rangers, sorry, at the time and then uh he he kind of he never really found that form again until you know this season he had a good year Thir- He hit sixteen goals and I think he'll be a really good addition to the bottom six and also that second power play unit with him playing in front of the net
1: cool yeah my favorite signing of the day to be honest uh mason Marchmont
0: oh yes four Dallas. years four
1: point five Love uh, that. everything going on in his life it's just great to see yeah. uh he gets. Yeah gets some gets gets paid
0: rip brian marchment one of the one of like the i just watching him as a kid one of those guys that you just uh he was like scott stevens light but not actually light at all just not quite as good <laughs> but he was still equally as terrifying so uh yeah our IP to uh to him uh any any final just any final thoughts there
1: um, oh, uh, we didn't. Darcy Kemper—that's the other big one, goaltenders. Uh, because nice. I, I gotta always hit the goaltenders. Uh, love this deal. I think Washington's gonna get themselves a good starter here, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll get what they paid for. Because I think you know, again, with would... with Kemper and, and Campbell roughly getting just slightly similar contracts here, I think you're getting a better goaltender out of Kemper than you would with Campbell, in my opinion. But
0: I mean, he's a Stanley Cup winning goaltender, right? Like, yep. you're, you're paying an extra two hundred fifty thousand dollars per year for that guarantee of, Hey, remember, remember me? I win playoff rounds and a cup. Right. Uh, so <laughs> there's, there's that. He will be 37 at the end of that deal. So God love him. Uh, well, we'll, we'll keep chugging through these. We'll do another show uh, uh, this weekend. And until then, enjoy all the rest of the signings. Enjoy the madness. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Find us on Twitter at OT hockey. Talk. See ya.